Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Tonight we're going to continue in our our study of the fruit of the Spirit and uh, we have uh, talked through uh, and looked at several of the fruits uh, or the fruit of the Spirit as related to uh, these different uh, characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, If you look at if you remember Galatians, Paul is uh, writing to the church at Galatia about uh, how they should live and how they should approach life and how uh, their life needs to uh, exhibit uh, the characteristics of the Spirit of God as opposed to living by the law. Uh, these Judaizers that were coming into the to the uh, church and trying to promote uh, adherence to the law primarily focused on the aspect of of circumcision in wanting these uh, Greek or uh, these uh, these Gentile believers to uh, to adhere or to conform to the Jewish traditions of of circumcision following the law. Uh, watching uh, and adhering to all the uh, the 633 laws that were in the Midrash. Uh, they wanted them to do all of that before they could then turn to Jesus Christ. And Paul's trying to help them to understand they didn't uh, feel the, the need to to adhere to all of these laws, to understand and know the pull of the Holy Spirit upon their life, to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they don't need to allow them, uh, these Judaizers to come in and tell them, okay, now that you're a Christian, you need to turn around and become a Jewish person uh, so that your Christianity is valid. And Paul is trying to help them to understand that that it is much more important to adhere to uh, these characteristics of the Spirit, to adhere to these uh, aspects of spiritual life uh, rather than to cling to the law. And he says in verse 19 of chapter 5, he says, look, if you want to, uh, to live by the law, then you're going to live by the flesh. And he says, The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, uh, variance, emulations, wrath, uh, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such the like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you before, um, uh, in times past, uh, they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So he's saying, if you want to live by the law, you're going to be consumed by all of these things that the law uh, tells you you shouldn't uh, adhere to. And basically what he's saying is, is uh, the law tells us how much of these things are acceptable. And in God's sight, in God's, under, uh, God's view, zero, none of these things are admissible. But he says the law tends to try and draw a line on 
uh, a, a metaphorical line that says, okay, you can do all of this stuff, but you can't go beyond this. And he says, if you live by the law, then you are living in, uh, uh, you're trying to bring about your salvation by the flesh. And he says, the flesh has all these problems with all of these uh, different sins and uh, the body, ha- uh, the flesh has a tendency to want to go beyond uh, the line in which God uh, says is permissible. And what is that line again? Line is zero. None of this is permissible. But when you adhere to the law, you are trying to say, uh, okay, I, I can, uh, I have to live this certain way in order to to attain my salvation. And so by doing that, you're trying to use the power of your flesh, use the, uh, the, uh, the flesh in order to bring about salvation. He says instead uh, to live by the Spirit. Look at verse 22. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the afflictions of the lust. But if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. And so we come to uh, the very end of uh, these uh, uh, fruit of the Spirit uh, in which we look at temperance. Uh, temperance there in the King James Version is uh, is translated in other translations as self-control. This is what uh, Paul is talking about is, uh, and this word for uh, temperance or self-control has a long history of being in Greek classical writings. In fact, uh, many of this term is used in many writings by different philosophers and and others. uh, And it was as an ethical term, it was introduced by Socrates, uh, and Plato set it up as an opposition to uh, the idea of overindulgence or the idea of um, uh, uh, consuming or or being consumed by the desire for food and sexual relations. And so, uh, this is an idea of. Uh, Greek writing that has been around for a long time and has been a part of uh, the understanding that that life uh, without temperance or life without self-control is a life that is consumed by uh, the lust of the flesh, the the, the fleshly desires, and uh, so we need to understand this in terms of what uh, God has for us. Aristotle treated it at length in his treatise on ethics. And he compares a person uh, that has the ability to have temperance or the person that is able to have self-control. And that's what Paul is trying to encourage us to be, is to be people that are uh, people of the Spirit who are uh, epitomized by self-control or temperance. And uh, this individual has the ability to, to not... Uh, you know, a lot of people tend to to want to when they're trying to avoid these uh, temptations. 
they take themselves completely out of the circumstance in which they are tempted by overindulgence in either sexual relations or sexual uh, things in nature or uh, overindulgence in, in uh, the appetites and lusts of the flesh. Uh, their solution is to take themselves out of that circumstance completely so that they have no uh, temptation in that area. Uh, but what Paul is here talking about is temperance or self-control is not necessarily uh, the uh, removal of yourself from those circumstances. Uh, but it is the ability to endure the temptations of these things, these lusts of the flesh, the lustfulness of uh, overindulgence in the things of the flesh, uh, to experience these temptations and to be able to resist them, to be able to say, no, I don't want to have that in my life, to, uh, to not take oneself out of the circumstance in which you might find yourself uh, tempted by these things, but the ability to resist the temptation. He says the exact opposite is the person who uh, experiences the temptation in their life and is able uh, is not able to uh, prevent themselves from uh, indulging in that sin, and, and in fact, uh, they have a desire, they have a, 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 a innate uh, willingness to overcome that temptation in their life, but for whatever reason, they're unable to resist that temptation. And this is where a lot of Christians find themselves, is they feel like if in order to remain away from uh, these sinful uh, thoughts, these temptations in, in my life, I'm just going to simply uh, walk away from those things. Uh, but Paul is saying a person who has the Spirit, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, that has the presence of the Spirit of God, not only can endure the temptation, but resist the temptation to the point of, of being exposed to that temptation in your life and to be able to overcome it uh, through the power of God. Uh, uh, this is an attribute of the Spirit of God. Uh, as we talked about all of these other attributes of the Spirit. Uh, we talked about love and how love is an attribute that we can attribute to uh, our own personality, our own character trait. Uh, well, I have love for my children. I have love for my spouse. I have love for individuals who are good to me. But Paul is saying uh, the fruit of the Spirit is, is not just simple love, in which you uh, love those that it's easy to love towards. And, and Jesus uh, talked about this on the Sermon on the Mount. He says we need to go above and beyond what the world expects, to have love not just for those who we, uh, who it, in whom is easy to love, but to have the kind of love that God demonstrates, the love of God, the love that God demonstrates towards us, uh, to exhibit the kind of love that loves those who despise, us, loves those who persecute us, loves those who uh, 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 spit in our face, who call us all kinds of names, to have the kind of love that God demonstrates towards us. And in, in the same way, uh, it, all of these traits are to be godly attributes. Uh, the joy that we talk about is not just simple happiness, but the joy that comes with the presence of God. Peace is not just the absence of, of hostilities uh, within our own life, but peace that comes only from God, uh, the, who is the Prince of Peace. 
who is the the exhibitor of peace. Uh, And it, it talks more about having peace with God rather than just simple peace with mankind. Uh, All of these attributes go beyond our physical uh, and our own uh, natural inclination in in our uh, humanness, but uh, these go beyond that uh, to the attributes of God. And so the attribute of God in terms of temperance and self-control is to be in the presence of all of the sin, to be in the presence of of the lusts of the flesh, uh, the lustfulness of the world, the overindulgence of the world, and find yourself not desiring those things. Why? Because you have a desire to be in the presence of God, to have that desire of of obtaining uh, the kind of things that God desires for us. Not that you simply remove yourself from those circumstances. Uh, It's like the alcoholic that removes himself from uh, uh, the bar in order to keep from indulging in drinking alcohol. Well, that's a good step for the person who can't control themselves in the least bit. But to exhibit the true ability to have temperance in their life, the true ability to have long suffer, uh, to have the true ability of having self-control in your life would be uh, to be the alcoholic who is able to say no to alcohol to the extent of being able to walk into a bar or walk into a frat house where they're uh, in in all kinds of alcohol and alcohols all over the place and be able to say, no, I don't, I don't want to have any part in that. I don't want to have that in my life. Why? Because it, it separates me from the presence of God because it does, dem, does not demonstrate the Spirit of God. God's Spirit is not in uh, uh, turning myself over to other things. Self-control, temperance is about resisting those uh, things that are of the flesh so that you might be of the Spirit of God, of being able to have the Spirit of God within you, of being able to have the presence of God uh, as a part of your life, of of welcoming in to your life uh, the very Spirit of God in which He is able to uh, 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 shine forth in your life to uh, demonstrate the love of God towards others in your actions. And so uh, temperance or self-control is the ability to, to set aside, to put away those things of the flesh, to say, I, I don't want to uh, indulge myself in the things of the flesh. Why? Because I turn myself over to the Lordship of God. I uh, release myself to God and my relationship to Him. He is the Lord of my life. Uh, when you uh, allow the indulgences of, of the things of the flesh, of overindulging in uh, the pursuits of the flesh, you're allowing that to have control in your life. You're allowing that to, uh, because anytime you're facing that uh, temptation in your life, you're not able to control your uh, baser uh, attitude, your baser uh, desires in your life, uh, then the Lord does not, God does not have control in your life. God does not have lordship in your life. He's not controlling your life in, in 
you haven't turned control over to Him in being able to say, no, I don't want to have that. I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to indulge in those things because it separates, it, it does not allow God to be the Lord of my life. And so what we have to uh, do is to go beyond the desires of the flesh and turn to the desires of the Spirit. Turn to the desire of God's Spirit within us and allowing us to, uh, and encouraging us to have that uh, 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 communion with God, that relationship with God that draws us ever into a deeper and, and greater response to the presence of God in our life. And so what we have here is uh, the final uh, aspect of the fruit of the Spirit uh, relates to the control of one's life and, and allowing uh, who has control of your life? Who is in charge of your life? Are you in control of your life or is uh, the things of the world in control of your life or does God have control of your life? Now, this is what temperance is all about. It's not just simply saying, no, I don't want uh, to, uh, I'm not going to go down uh, there to that uh, uh, gathering because they're going to be drinking. Well, uh, that's a good first step, like I said, for the person who has difficulty in controlling uh, that, uh, that desire in their life. But true temperance, true, true self-control, as the Spirit of God is, uh, is to be able to walk through that and to not indulge in it. Look at the life of Jesus Christ. Did Jesus avoid being in the presence of tax collectors and sinners? No, He didn't. He knew that uh, His desire was to share the Gospel with them, So, and He was criticized for going into their homes and breaking bread with them and spending time with them. Why was He doing that? He was doing that in order to minister to them, to share with them the love of God, to demonstrate God's love in their life. Uh, if He was... Uh, unable to handle the temptations of this world, He would have never come to this world. But Jesus Christ lived His whole life without sin so that He might be a sacrifice for us. That's true self-control. That is self-control that none of us are able to, uh, to exhibit in our own life because we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all uh, allowed our sinful nature to come out and to lead us into uh, uh, into sin when we are... Again, something I remember Billy Graham saying a long time ago was, it's not a sin to be tempted. It's human to be tempted. Uh, we all find ourselves in the face of temptation. It's what we do as a result of that temptation that either... Uh, exhibits that we have victory over that temptation or we yield to that temptation and we sin. Sin is the yielding to temptation. Sin is not being tempted. We could, uh, for instance, uh, he, he illustrated it this way. He said, if I'm uh, standing uh, on a street corner and a bird comes and lights on my head, if I let him sit there, that's like yielding to temptation. But uh, if I swat him off the top of my head and go on in my life, that's like resisting temptation. When we allow uh, the bird of temptation to light on our head, are we going to swat it off or are we going to let it sit there and make a nest? 
when we yield to sin, uh, temptation and sin, it's like, uh, he says, it's like allowing that bird to make a nest on our head. It's ridiculous, isn't it? We'd never allow that to happen. Uh, doesn't matter how many cute selfies we might want to uh, take of ourselves with a bird on our head. Uh, we would never do that because uh, it's ridiculous to have a bird on our head. Uh, it's ridiculous as a Christian to allow sin to roost in our life. We're going to have temptation, but the person who has temperance or the person with self-control is able to endure temptation without yielding to temptation. Enduring the, the situations that are go, uh, throughout life and be able to resist that temptation. It's the ability to, uh, to endure those hardships and problems and difficulties. So uh, what Paul is saying is that we need to be people of the Spirit of God, that we need to allow God's Spirit to live in and through us. And he says, in the end, he says, in such there is no law. He says, there is, you can't live the life of law and have the kind of life that is demonstrated in the Christian who has the fruit of the Spirit. There is no law that would enable you to exhibit these characteristics uh, that we've talked about for these many weeks. And he says, uh, not only that, he says, and they that are Christ, uh, that are belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with the afflictions of the lust. And uh, if we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. He says, we, need, we can't possibly be a, a child of God. We can't exhibit the, the nature of Christ if we haven't crucified our flesh. And he says, to live by the, the law is to live in the flesh, to live in the... the uh, attributes of the flesh and to try and uh, it is uh, the denunciation of the work-based faith that we know today. Uh, we realize that there's not a, any number amount uh, of things that we can do to justify God extending towards us salvation. There is nothing that we, there's no amount of money that we can give that would uh, justify God extending salvation to us. There's not any number of things that we can possibly do. We can devote our life to uh, reaching out to the poor and the needy like Mother Teresa. And as much as revered as she is amongst other people, simply doing that does not bring us salvation. Doing good for other people, going on mission trips, uh, going to areas and caring for people just makes us a good person. Uh, it demonstrates Christ within us, but we can't earn our salvation by doing those things. We can't earn our salvation by saying a number of Hail Marys or uh, doing a number of rosaries or doing another uh, uh, a matter of uh, benevolence towards other people. We can be the best person there possibly is. And Paul's saying you can be a person that that lives by the law and abides by the law and no matter how uh, hard you work to live by the law, the law cannot bring you to salvation. That's what he's saying. What he's saying is, is that uh, you must come to Christ in spirit. You have to 
crucify the flesh. You have to offer it up as a sacrifice to God allow and live in the Spirit of God. Allow the Spirit of God to live in and through you <coughs> and not live by your works or the things that you do. And that's the hard thing for so many people even to this day to accept. They want to say, well... I'm a good per- if you ask them about their salvation, you ask them, are they a Christian? Well, I'm a good person. Well, that's trying to live by the law. That's living by the flesh. I haven't done anything wrong. Again, that's living by the law. I haven't robbed a bank. Again, living by the law. I haven't killed anybody. Again, living by the law. We don't gain salvation by following the law, Paul says, in the direction of the Holy Spirit. The- God tells us that we must... Uh, put all of that aside and realize that we must come to uh, to Jesus Christ through faith. Uh, faith in Christ alone is what brings us salvation. And faith in living in the Spirit of God is the only way in which we uh, are uh, in Christ Jesus. So he says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit and let us not be desirous of vain glories, that's another thing that Paul was attacking. He was saying, look, those who've, uh, who had tried and lived by the law, they like to praise themselves. They like to say, hmm, look at me. I, I'm able to go uh, just like the rich young ruler. I've been all of my life and I observed all of the law. Jesus says, you still haven't gotten there. You're, still cl- you're close, but you haven't gotten all, of, all the way there. It's not by living by the law. It's not by not uh, killing anyone or, or stealing or any of these things that we do according to the law, but it's rather by uh, faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone. And if we have faith in Him, we need to live in the Spirit. We need to live and walk in the Spirit. So these have been the fruit of the Spirit. It is... Uh, it's not the fruits. Each one of these is not a, dis- a separate and different fruit. But all of these is a result of the Spirit of God living within us. It is all of these attributes, characteristics, are all a result of God's Spirit living within us, of being a child of God. And so each of us who, who claim to have Jesus Christ as Lord of our life we need to sacrifice ourselves to uh, on the cross of Calvary. Allow Jesus Christ to uh, raise us up in the Spirit. Right? Uh, let us live and walk in the Spirit in which these characteristics are a result of the Spirit of God living in us. Are a result of living by the Spirit. <laughs>